Hey y'all, welcome back to part three here on the Friday, June 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. We're wrapping up here with all things Louisville basketball. Louisville, Louisville, Louisville is I believe how you say it. <laughs> Apologies to all the uh, Louisville fans who are tuning in to this edition of the podcast. I promise I'll get it down. I'm not still 100% percent certain how to actually pronounce it one day one day um but we've got espn uh espn's louisville uh see now it's just in my head louisville uh steven rummage on the podcast for part three here on this friday edition on the chase most podcast on the blue wire pod network um thank you guys for checking this out and part three if you missed part two and part one guess what they're all right here on your podcast player so whether it's apple podcast spotify uh tune in iheart whatever it is uh all episodes from today uh, right there uh, for your listening pleasure whenever you have a chance to check them all out so all kinds of great content on this very feed so i hope you guys check check it all out um, but first first things first uh steven comes on this very program to talk about uh louisville uh committing to an ad long term it looks like we got kenny payne in the building now coaching this basketball team uh what he's gotten right thus far uh, where it went wrong with uh, Chris Mack, um, the Wagner saga, and just uh, where he's leaning. DJ Wagner, the prized high school recruit, um, is he going to end up at Louisville or Cal or Cal or with Coach Cal at Kentucky? Um, just a really interesting recruiting battle there. We've got uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield and how he fits transferring in from Tennessee. Amani Bates, does he end up? winding up at Louisville as well. And then, of course, a little bit of Tion Evans checking in on uh, our guy Tion from last season's Tennessee Vol football team and how he figures into Scott Satterfield's uh, 2022 Louisville Cardinals. So there you go. Jam-packed show for you guys today, and I hope you guys enjoy as we wrap up part three um, here on the Chase Most Podcast with Stephen Rummage. So uh, without further ado, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello and welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Taping this on a Thursday afternoon. First timer in the building. Stephen Rummage is here. Stephen, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Chase, man, it's an honor, man. Thank you for bringing me on. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good talking sports, man. Any kind of sports we can talk. And if, obviously, I love talking to cards, too. So it'll be a good time, man. Absolutely. Because I am. Uh, we have some card stuff. Obviously, BHH, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, moving on from Tennessee to Louisville. That is a killer shirt, though. I like the, the vintage Louisville look. They have uh, everything around here now is moving back to that era. Yeah. Of- Duncan Cardinal we're kind of going through a little bit of a renaissance with that there you go I mean hey like it's better like when you look at uh, is it Homefield who does all the old school yeah. logos and stuff yeah like you look at all of that and you're like what are we doing like we overthink logos in these schools so they go back and it's just I uh, I had a pit uh, reporter on yesterday and then I just went down a pit logo rabbit hole and their first old one is just fantastic where you're yeah. like we've just gotten progressively worse if you just keep adding more logos it's chances are it's probably worse than what folks have been doing <laughs> beforehand we're moving closer to the xfl than good yes yeah. right 100 percent. well y'all got a permanent ad now how are you feeling about that yeah you know it was a um 
I don't know uh, if people knew kind of how contentious it got. Yeah. At times, uh, obviously, Tom Jurich used to be the AD here. Great uh, book on that era with him and Patino. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite books I read during uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Crazy times. Yeah. And there was uh, there was a little bit of a uprising to kind of bring him back. You know, um, it never really was on the table, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we got Josh Hurd and uh, so far so good, you know, so we'll see kind of how it pans out. But he's, you know, when you hire, he was able to hire the basketball coach, which at the mm. University of Louisville is a big deal, you know, for us. So when he made the hire and he made the hire that people wanted, uh, he won a lot of goodwill, <laughs> you know, there. So. so Kenny was the overwhelming favorite for fans. Is that that's who they wanted? Big time. Okay. Really him. And uh, man, I, you know, uh, there was at the very start, you kind of heard uh, Bruce Pearl was kind of like somebody that were like, man, can we get Bruce Pearl from Auburn? We don't even Mm -hmm. know, you know, where, uh, but, but it was pretty much Kenny Payne the whole time. That's interesting. Did you think you would get Kenny Payne? Like, did you think that he would actually make that choice to come to Louisville and he would, uh, move on from the bench and the NBA and not wait it out on that front. Did you did you think that that would actually be what ended up happening, even though that's what fans wanted? Sure. You know, I mean, there is um, Louisville's the type of community. I mean, I think Knoxville is kind of a lot like it where the alumni base, there's a lot there and they mm-hmm. talk a lot. Yes. You know, so <laughs> it's you, you kind of knew that there were, hey, Kenny wants the job. Kenny wants the job. Mm. Uh, I think the bigger thing was Louisville fans didn't realize, I think in our mind, we were like, go get Kenny and let's get it done. Mm. I think Louisville fans realized how hard it was um, to get that contract and everything worked out. I mean, he was leaving the Knicks mid-season. And I mean, you know, it's it's kind of ironic because we spent years – uh, screaming at William Wesley and World Wide West and different things. And it was like, you know, that's his guys. And mm. he had to leave them. And uh, so there was a lot more there. But I do think for him in his mind that it was like, I have to take it. It just has to work out, you know. So mm. more along the, sch- you know, the schematics of it to get him here as opposed to him wanting it. Was part of the holdup too? Because it's interesting with like Patino yep. and Mac, it's just – Payne's extremely different in that Mac was Mac was he was successful like no one thought and we'll talk about Mac in a second but Mac and Patino came in with this high pedigree of actual head coaching experience mm-hmm. Kenny Payne is just someone that you're assuming is right. going to be a great head coach the, he has obviously been an assistant for a really long time great recruiter that kind of thing players love him but you've also never seen him be a head coach that's never happened and this is a big job with a community that loves basketball and because of him being kind of the fan favorite, is there some nervousness there where it's like, this is a big job and he like, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him right away to get this thing st- steered in the right direction because Cal's not going anywhere and this Kentucky program's not going anywhere. And he jumps right into the the Wagner sweepstakes and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, is that a con- area of concern for you and fans that this is his first head coaching job? I think so to an extent um, mm-hmm. there, there is something and and I know I, I keep kind of referencing uh, Tennessee. I think mm-hmm. there's 
Nothing wrong with that on this podcast. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's one of those things where being one of us mm. kind of trumps that worry, if that mm. makes sense, where I think if, if he wasn't a card, you mm. know, family, you know, it's like, there's no way. Yeah. He, have lost their minds get <laughs> hired an assistant coach for the Louisville bat now Louisville football we know where we stand in the pecking order there you know mm-hmm. it's a, a little more of like hey we're we don't have a seat at the table we're just we're trying to basketball's a little different you know and mm-hmm. it was with him though he's a member of the family and in this community that's a big big deal uh to be a former guy you know I mean even up mm-hmm. I mean I know we're talking basketball right now, but I mean, you can't go anywhere without somebody saying, Hey man, Satterfield don't win six, seven games. We got to get Jeff Brom. Like we got to get Jeff Brom, you know, mm. and that, that's a constant conversation here. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think, but I do think there's a little bit of that. Now his time at Kentucky, obviously, um, you know, I mean, he was associate head coach, mm. done a lot there, uh, going to the Knicks. I, I think he does at least have, enough of a resume that calms your nerves a touch you Mm. know and the players he's produced and the different stuff but if we're two years in three years in and it's like oh man we're you know we're bubble team Mm. there will be more of that talk i think right now though it's just kind of getting pushed to the side and there's just almost trust just just you know blinded trust like hey man we trust him let's see what he can do um, when you look at, uh, his coaching staff, do you, do you feel like that it's a pretty, pretty solid staff? Cause that's another part of it is just that like, if you're a first time head coach, you've got to surround yourself, uh, with the right staff to get this thing humming. Do you think the staff around Kenny that was assembled is a, a pretty solid, good staff? Yeah. You know, I love the staff and, um, I, you know, it's one of those deals where Nolan Smith was a yeah. guy here, uh, with, with his dad, Derek. and. Mm-hmm. Some people really like that hire. It, it's funny, the Danny Manning, Danny Manning was never mentioned. Like, yeah. Nolan, this name came up a lot. You know, you're like, yeah, you're probably getting Nolan. Even Josh Jamison from Oregon, you know, hmm. kind of had come up because you knew there was a connection there. But Danny Manning, it, we were we were on the air. Mm-hmm. And we got an email and it was like, hey, there's a press conference today at one o'clock. A staff edition. Everybody was like, well, who's this? You know? Mm. And I know you said we'll talk about it in a minute, but Milt yeah. Black, former Louisville card, had yes. been kind of rumored. You were like, well, maybe this is Milt. We, nobody mm. knows. And um, you show up, even showing up to the press conference, it was, I think Rothstein had a tweet mm. five minutes before the press conference started. It's like, hey, Danny Manning's going to be the hire. And Kenny himself said he just didn't know it was an option. And I guess Danny Manning gave him a ring and he was like, well, hey, man, like, you know, let's move this direction. So, the staff has been very uh, – that part of it, people I think around here are like, hey, A+. plus." Mm-hmm. They love – they do love the staff. So, But, again, like I said, uh, you, you, you feel like you touched every role. you got Nolan, a young recruiter. You've got Danny Manning, a guy who's kind of a, an OG in the game, if you let me mm-hmm. say. And then uh, Josh Jamison, who – I mean, you know, he was the director of Ops at Oregon for years. And um, it – Hiring him allowed us to up a uh, a lady, Stephanie DeBold, move her into the ops role. And she's been at Louisville for 20-some years now. So hmm. it, it seemed to all kind of fall into place. That's interesting. Um, 
what has he gotten right thus far now that he's been on the job a couple months what have you seen out of Kenny Payne that you think okay this is something that he has absolutely gotten right and hit a home run on you know just this fan base is very much you have to I don't want to say I guess cater to him yeah that, you know, like, oh, the, as a Tennessee guy, I know this all too well. Yeah, okay. you have to. Yeah. yeah. See, I kind of compare like, OK, Tennessee football and Louisville mm. basketball. It's kind of the, the same, yeah. you know, where they're at. And it's like in Louisville basketball, you have to cater to the fan base. You have to. Mm. You're a politician. Yes. I mean, you know, you really are. And he has done. I, I That's where Mac failed. And we can. I, I yeah. Can later, too. But mm. like Kenny Payne has done everything right and again like i said he's got a little bit of a cheat code because mm. he's a former player yeah but i mean even that he's not taking that for granted he has been out in front of the fans they just did a question and answer with season ticket holders two days ago mm. they let fans just ask questions you know just and, and the staff come out one by one they ask them questions uh luke hancock former player is yeah he, he hosted it it's like that type of stuff I thought he he's done well because he's made the fans feel like it's their program again, hmm. uh, you know, and, and um, for a guy who there's really no on the court, there's nothing yet. I mean, just started workouts yesterday. Yeah. It's hard for me to really say anything on the court. You know, you can't mess up. If you haven't done anything yet. Yeah. So, but that part of it probably stands out as what he's really hit a home run because he could have just come in and said, Hey, I'm a, I'm an alumni. Mm. I got the job. The fans love me. You know, now I can do my job, but but he's made yeah. it a point to be out in the community. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about Mac because that is something that's just so fascinating to me. Because obviously it ended horribly. There was that stuff with the assistant, like the Chris Mac experience had everything. But when he was hired, it's just funny when you go back and you read some pieces and like, oh, everyone was in on Chris Mac at Louisville. That was one of those things where Absolutely. I can't really fault Louisville because it was just a great hire at the time, and it was like okay they're going to be fine. And that's obviously not what happened. Chris Mack, uh, the Chris Mack era did not go well at Louisville, but in as someone on the ground and local and been around the program, what did, what did Mack get wrong at Louisville? Well, you're hundred percent right. I mean, like I don't want to rewrite history. When we Mm -hmm. hired Chris Mack, it was pretty universal. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, yeah, no, this is the guy, you know, it had been rumored for a few years that like, Hey, once Patino's done, Tom Jurich kind of got his eye on Chris Mack, yep. his next guy. Uh, there was the joke, you know, because he got said a thousand times. You're like, well, you know, his wife's family's from <laughs> Yeah. And know? he's from, like, Ohio, which is obviously not far from Kentucky. So he's low. It's sure. not a crazy cultural fit for him. No, not at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed like the perfect fit. It really mm-hmm. – even when he come in that first year – you know, you, you have a middle of the road feeling like talented roster, which that's something I think Louisville fans are good at, at, at looking at a roster and saying, OK, we can set realistic expectations for a team yeah. and enjoy a team that we're like, OK, this team's not a final four team. We know mm-hmm. you can watch this team and say it's, it's, they're not going to they're not going to make a run, but we can enjoy them for what they are. Mm-hmm. And was that you come right at you beat Michigan State you go to North Carolina beat them by 28 29 and then the second year you're the number one team in the country yep. you know you got top 10 class and, and and it felt like hey we're rolling mm-hmm. then obviously um the tournament gets canceled mm-hmm. you know, it was like you know number two seed in the ACC 
uh, tournament gets canceled. And that's where the next year things got really weird. Yeah. Um, everything seemed fine, you know, and then we have the COVID year, obviously. And, uh, the team is pretty good. Are we talking about Chris Mack or Tom Crean at Georgia right now? <laughs> right. Exactly. Listen, yes, a hundred percent, man. I yeah. mean, that's a great comparison of how it kind of went. And it was yeah. like, that year gets a little hairy. There's obviously some things going on. Uh, then after the season, almost immediately, it's like, wait a minute. Uh, and again, now I told you before, this is an area where things, it's tough to keep things secret. Mm. I don't think Chris Mack wanted it out that he was letting the coaches go. Hmm. Um, it got out, you know, and it's like, and, and, and in this state, uh, if a, if an <laughs> entity from Lexington gets a hold of it or something, mm. they're gonna put it out there, you know, just to yeah. like, sorry, you know, and that's kind of what happened. Mm. Uh, and it was like, okay, now you have this issue. Regardless, you 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 get rid of the coaches, then you've got the new coaches coming in, and then boom, you're like, wait a minute, Dino Gaudio extorted him, and now there's yeah. audio of this. I mean, I'm telling like a super long story, very yes. very short, you know. Now, remember, Chase, the last five years or so, Louisville fans have been, I mean, we have become lawyers. <laughs> like, between, you know, between you had the, the Katina Bow stuff and then you move yeah. into the FBI stuff. And it's like, yeah. so now you've got this and it's like we have an extortion and it's like, man, we're tired of black eyes. Come on. Yeah. We can only go into so many back rooms at restaurants looking for the next story. Right. And that's what, and that's what it started to feel like. Yeah. Come on. So then the year starts. The president gives him a, a six a six game suspension, which is for the whole month. And it just felt like from that point on, it, it was just bad. You yeah. know, like real, like you could tell. It was unsalvageable. Yeah, you could tell when he came back. You're like mm. the coaching staff don't like each other. Something's going Seems on. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just they were arguing on the sidelines, and that's when you have. Again, represent back to Tennessee football mm. with basketball. You have a lot of people that give a lot of mm. money that are like, and we had some, I mean, you're talking some of your millions of dollar donors that were like, Hey, publicly we're out mm. better change this. And, uh, and then it was just mid season, you know, Louisville, Louisville gave him an ultimatum. It's like, Hey, we, if, if it, if it come back a level two, Louisville could fire him for free. Mm -hmm. that was in his contract so louisville worked it out with him and said hey you're owed 12 million we'll give you four go ahead and get out the door now or you can take a chance and um ultimately i think it worked out for louisville and that was another thing josh heard mm -hmm. from the back you know he he orchestrated that because that was the time we were also by the way losing the ad mm -hmm. the president had just left so it, it worked pretty seamlessly mm -hmm. getting out even though it was ugly, you know, it was like, but the transition, but it's just kind of wild, man. I really thought he was the perfect guy, but he just, I don't know how to say it, Chase, other than like, it's almost like he don't, it's almost like he didn't realize what he was walking into. Hmm. And I, I think there's probably a couple coaches that took the Tennessee football job that you can yeah. say, man, like, I, I don't think they realize like, oh, this isn't a joke, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like you're, you're the man here. He was I think that was his case, and it, it was almost too much. You could tell it was wearing him out. I mean, he looked like he was aging, like right mm. before. As you're like, dude, I don't think you realized what this is. You know, people yeah. 
whatever you go, whatever you order at a restaurant. This is not Xavier. Pop- yeah, it's not Xavier. People are gonna go. Wait a minute. He he looked like he was mad at his kids when he was walking. <laughs> we, you know, we got a game tomorrow. Like it, it's that type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny, but but I think that's kind of where that one landed, man. What do you think he does next? I don't know. You know, I think there's a real shot uh, getting to know him a little bit mm-hmm. while he's here. I think there's a real shot he's done. Interesting. He made it clear um, to many people that he didn't. He was like, "I'm not going to be one of those guys coaching till I'm 70." Yeah. Like, not. He's got two young girls. Uh, they're really good at volleyball. Hmm. Pardon me. Just like uh, I mean, they're they're all American good at, at volleyball. Uh, there was a little rumor that maybe he was interested in Georgia when that hmm. pop opened. Uh, I think his name come up from Missouri a little bit, not necessarily from those schools. Yeah. Just, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's an odd case. It's like I could see him coaching again, but I also don't think it's that far fetched to say he just he's just done, done. It's just it's impossible. Like Sean Miller's at Xavier now, and Thad Mata, who people said for years would never come back, he's back. Sure. I mean, it's probably one of those things where he's going to take some time and he's in no rush. Like in his early 50s, he's got, like you said, young kids where it's like, unless it's the perfect kind of job, he's like, I got my money. I'm good, man. Like, unless you throw the right opportunity at me, I'm not going to go be an assistant or any of that because he's not doing media either, right? Like, I haven't seen him. Yeah. He's got a, you know, he's got his Twitter. He don't really talk about much. And and, and let me be clear. Like, I Mm. think Mac's a good coach. Mm. I really like I, I, if somebody hired him, I'd be like, "You're getting a good coach." I just don't think the fit at Louisville was right. Yeah, I, I, simple as that. Yeah. I also just wonder the COVID year, like what happens because they were a really good team that COVID year, and there are some programs where you're in year two and you've got this thing humming, and then everything's canceled, and then obviously the bottom falls out. I, Crean was like that. Uh, Mac was like that. You just talked to a lot of college coaches about the year and a half, two years. Like, if you were a new coach during that time period you got really, really screwed in a lot of ways. Louisville, you know, I I, I don't know how to say this without kind of making it a little political to an extent. Yeah. Louisville is a a very um, progressive city Mm -hmm. in a conservative state. Yeah. I can say it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mac was more on the line of, I think he caught some flack from some of the fan base because he was very much in the camp of like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, like yeah. hey, he would publicly say he would, he was pretty public with, I don't understand why we're testing the way we are, why we're doing the stuff we're doing. So there was now, just a lot of non-culture fits there. It's just a it lot was, of stuff where it's yeah. just, yes, it yes. wasn't going to work. Cause you, Kenny Payne's not going to be like that. It's not going to happen. A hundred percent. You know, uh, we had the stuff happen up in Louisville last year uh, uh, or the year before last. You know, there was a lot mm. of protests, a lot of things going on. He was not going to talk about that, you know, whereas I think uh, whether you agree or disagree, it's like you almost you almost have to say something. Right. You know? And he just was very much like, nope, no part of it. So at the end, it just like you said, just culturally, everything it just it just didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't work. Well, we alluded to Milt Wagner, who has joined the fold at Louisville, a uh, long time coming there. And I am so fascinated by this recruitment because, folks, if you are not familiar with what's going on between Louisville and Kentucky over the next year, it's 
I mean, it's everything you want in a college basketball story where Louisville hires Kenny Payne, a longtime cow guy. You bring in uh, Milt Wagner. That's one of his first big things for a role that I'm not certain what exists. Is this a new role? Is this a new position? Because I read it and I was like, this sounds made up. I don't think this existed before. This is not an open position at Louisville. A little bit of a babysitter. A little bit of a babysitter. Yeah, it's kind of of player relations. Mm -hmm. I will say he is moving into a role that uh, former card Reese Gaines was Hmm. in. Now Reese is um, a little more of a... video guy yeah uh, role a lot has to do with keeping alumni happy mm-hmm. uh, you know keeping former players happy making sure they know that they're welcome different things like that there you go um well it's interesting because uh dj wagner because we're all getting old and time comes for us all is yeah. Juan wagner now is a son who is the number one prospect uh for this upcoming class and Obviously, his father played for Cal at Memphis, so he's really cool with Cal. Yes. And then Louisville, and you have Milt, who's obviously now working at Louisville, mm-hmm. is his grandfather. So this young man is going to have to pick between his father or yeah. his uh, grandfather. And his dad has said, Dewan has said that like he's not involved. It's his son. Like DJ yeah. can do whatever he wants to do, so he's not going to push him. But he's like, I'm also not going to lie. Like I'm close to Cal, and I'm sure uh, DJ knows Cal really well. Um, he knows Kenny probably really well too. Like, how do you see this playing out over the next year? Like, is this going to be like a really heated battle? Is this something that like it could get a little testy between Kenny and Cal because like they're going after the same dude and he's a program changer. Like, this is a program changer kind of guy. Um, what it, what where are they at with both of those guys? Well, I, I don't think it'll play out over the year. Mm. I, I think it'd be probably this summer. Oh, um, you think it's done this summer? I, what happened this summer with him that's interesting kind of, that's kind of again now this is that's not like a fact that's just kind mm-hmm. of the buzz around that recruitment is hmm. like he wants to I, get it done i don't think he'll string either one of them along you mm-hmm. know hey because I mean, he's going to one of the two schools everybody yes knows. unless he decided to go play in the g league you know which could mm-hmm. be close to college he's going to do that it, it, you're right it is so fascinating in the rivalry too mm-hmm. Because um, obviously Kentucky fans were like, that's been the, it was a no brainer. DJ, mm-hmm. Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. that you didn't care. Well, then the Kenny Payne thing happens, you know, immediately the Milt Wagner rumor starts. Mm-hmm. Then Milt Wagner's not named to the three. Mm-hmm. So now you have a celebration on the Kentucky side, you know, they're, <laughs> oh, they're not hiring Milt all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, then Milt's name to the staff. Then the EYBL. Uh, just happened up in Louisville. Hmm. Um, you you had a, a event up here, and uh, yeah. there was a couple games. One of them, uh, DJ Wagner and his team played Bronny James and his team. Mm-hmm. There was there ended up being like four or five thousand people that were there. Yeah, uh, you know it was. Just Is Bronny big... on Louisville's radar? Uh, no, not okay. no, I've never. At least I've never heard his name for him. Yeah, hmm. no, I, I don't. He I don't. popped up on Tennessee's, and I was like, man, I don't like the what those games would be like Bronny James and TBA would just be, that would be an experience like no other, like LeBron just courtside for Tennessee basketball games would just be a lot to take in. Like that's a lot to just wrap your head around. It would be incredible. Yeah. No, I haven't heard uh, his name, but, but um, DJ has a couple teammates too. Yeah. That that Louisville's looking at. So um, it's, you know, then there was a rumor that, Hey, you know, there's a world that Cal hires Dewan. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of faded. So yeah. 
your to your point, man, it's like weekly. <laughs> it's the conversation. Like, you know, I mean, it's anywhere you go. And to an extent, it is given Kenny Payne a pass. And we'll, I know we'll get to this season, but yeah. given Kenny Payne a pass to this season too, because everybody's like, hey, you know, you get DJ Wagner. We're worried about – and, I mean, Louisville don't even know if they're going to be able to play in the tournament this season. That's something yeah. we're waiting to hear. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is – it's something that's kind of ignited the rivalry again. Now, when Cal – even little things, like when Cal offered Robert Dillingham, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there was kind of some rumor that Dillingham was going to pick Kentucky. You know, Louisville fans were like, that's Cal bowing out. You know, mm-hmm. you're scared of the DJ Wagner thing. You don't want uh, you, you don't want to in this battle anymore. But I do think it's going to be one. That, like you said, it's going to be fascinating to watch. But it's one I don't think is going to go extremely long. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think sooner than later, Wagner will make a pick. There's a pretty strong growing consensus that that pick will be Louisville now. Interesting. Uh, which is, is it NIL related? Not really. Not yeah. really. Uh, now he will make a ton of NIL once he gets. Well, that's it. what I'm curious about. What is uh, where, where is Louisville at with NIL? Are uh, they hit the ground running? You have a strong collective. What's the situation there? They just they've done very well, especially on the football mm. side. Okay. Coach uh, Satterfield right now is Louisville sitting at number six. Hmm. Which, uh, you know, I mean, we'll we'll fluctuate as yeah. other you know as the SEC eats and some of the other schools. Mm-hmm get what they get um but it's gonna probably finish in the top 15 top 20 you know, one of the yeah. highest schools ever gotten on the uh louisville just started a collective mm-hmm. last i think it was just announced actually last week mm-hmm. that that that's going to be going but you have a lot of big money guys here in the city and louisville again much like knoxville it's the show yeah. Like, I mean, it's the show here. You don't have other things to put it in. There's no NBA teams. There's no, you know, I mean, the closest thing you got is the the bats, you know, the red triple <laughs> A team. You know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of money funnels into that program. And they've done, I mean, Louisville center, Sidney Curry. Uh, I mean, he has a brand new 2022 Jeep, you know. They've got deals with Planet Fitness. Uh, it's been rumored that Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, is yeah. making gosh, upwards towards a couple, I think three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, you know, and hmm. in, in NIL. So there there's it seems to be going well. They just haven't really been loud about it. Yeah. And then Kenny Payne steps in and Kenny Payne has been very adamant in the transfer portal mm-hmm. with I like NIL, but if NIL is your first question, I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. wait. It's a lot been, of coaches are like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because that's kind of what, I mean, to be honest, Louisville fans were kind of like, you, this is why we, you know, this killed us for years in Kentucky because we would shout, we're like, wait a minute, something's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, are we not? And now it's like, you're kind of not that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the Jimbo Nick Saban thing where it's like, yeah. no, Jimbo, Nick's complimenting you. That was like a whole misunderstanding that should never have happened where, Nick's saying we have to adapt because they are ahead of us now. And uh, they are going to beat us in recruiting because they are ahead of us. It was not a shot. It was like, they're coming and they're, they're ahead. So here's what we have to do to get ahead. There's a reason he said that not in front of the media, but in front of a bunch of business leaders in Alabama. That is what that was. 
That's and the that, dumbest argument from this summer. Oh my god. Oh, oh listen, no, a hundred percent. And like, like I told you, uh, the guy I do the show with from Clarksville, son yeah. and we're big SEC football guys. Mm-hmm. We love some SEC football. There, there's always the joke up here uh, for years. It's like, hey, we love SEC football. We're like, not what Kentucky and Vandy play. Mm-hmm. We love football, you know. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of always made that, but it's uh. Yeah, I mean, and and this is kind of that type of war, you know, up here. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, they're getting guys. We've lost a lot of games over the years to Kentucky where it was like, you know, we might be just as good of a team, but they just got the one dude, mm-hmm. you know, and now you want that to change and kind of bringing it all the way back around. DJ Wagner would kind of be the first shot that mm-hmm. feel like, hey, we finally got him. Like we finally got one over on Cal. Like, no, this is our guy now, you know, now we're going to come in and we're going to take guys that you want, as opposed to it being the other way around. So it, you're right. Fascinating's the word, man. I mean, I don't know how long it'll go, but while it's going, if you say his name up here, the conversation stops and it goes to that. So we're saying today, June 16th, DJ Wagner, you think he's a Cardinal? I, I think so. I okay. think, Right now, you know, right now. So I like it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, beating Kentucky. It's one of Rick Barnes' favorite, and maybe it'll be one of Kenny Payne's favorite things to do. Rick Barnes is a uh, very loved man in the city of Louisville. Trust me. Is he really? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is a, uh, that, that's one where anytime uh, in rivalry fodder, mm-hmm. Rick Barnes is brought up a lot where it's like, yeah, you know, when it's, well, we got Cal. We're like, hey, he's not even the best coach in the conference. You know? <laughs> so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that because Rick Barnes, uh, he owns him a little bit of Calipari. So we, we enjoy that. Yeah. I, um, I, anyone who doesn't like Rick Barnes and it's like the whole thing where people were nervous of like when NIL was coming in of like, oh, is Rick Barnes at 67 going to adapt to NIL? And it's like, what's the whole thing where he's like, he's not going to leave with NIL, but he's yeah. going to show, Hey, Kennedy Chandler, first round pick. Keon yeah. Johnson, first round pick. And he's just going to go up and down the list. He's like, I developed like Sakai Ziegler came in in August. Like, I still don't understand how he enrolled when he enrolled him. Was just, but he was there. He showed up. He did all that. And he's a good player. Like, he's a player friendly guy, but he's also very, very honest and demanding and defense mm-hmm. first. And I think when people what we're going to see is a lot of lazy takes about NIL over the next couple of years for a lot of different programs. And it's just not reality when you're invested in a program and you know these coaches and you know these players where no they want to be told what's real they want to be told how they're going to be used they want to be told like this leads us to brandon huntley hatfield where he was not used in a way that he i think wants to be used and kenny Payne, i'm sure they have a plan and they got together when he was in the portal of like hey this is how we'll use you versus how barnes is you it's not wrong like that's just he didn't see him that way and he was not used that way and that's okay because Tennessee will adapt and they'll move on and they wish him the best and it's no bad blood. I don't think there's any negative hostility or anything or BHH feels lied to or anything like that. Right. It's just more of like, it's not a schematic fit for what he wants to be as a player. And if you watch a lot of Tennessee basketball, what he wants to do is just not reality. Like that's just not going to be what Barnes is going to want from his bigs. He wants you at the rim. He wants you playing defense first. He wants you scaring dudes. He wants the Euros Plavsic is far more yeah. than uh, the the bigs who stretch the floor. It's just not, not his game. He would rather just go four guards and one big that he can count on, which is I think what they're going to do a lot this year. Sure. Well, I mentioned uh, Marcus Maben, who I do the yeah. show here. You know, Louisville, he's a legend up here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. 
from Clarksville, Clarksville. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Jimmy Chadwell's from Clarksville too, the uh, coastal coach. Yeah. Well, uh, and Brandon was. Yeah. Uh, and Marcus knows Brandon's family really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony, you know, they're pretty close. And you're 100% right on that. Like, they love Tennessee. You know, it was mm-hmm. one of the things where him coming out of there, it was like, man, th- there is legitimately no beef at all with why I'm leaving. Just, I just see myself as this. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, he had a meeting with Kenny Payne. You know, there was a little thought about Auburn there, or a big thought, not, not a little thought. You know, I think a lot of people thought, you know, hey, because Bruce Pearl had a, a very close uh, relationship with Brandon. Yeah. So, uh, but that's one man fans were really pumped about because mm-hmm. it was one coming out. Now, and again, people do forget a little bit, probably not you, you know, but some people went Louisville side when you think about it. You're like, he's a reclass, you know, he was a mm-hmm. guy who uh, was supposed to be in this class. He was a top 10 kid coming in, uh, reclasses, goes to a place like Tennessee who has some veteran bigs. Yep. And you think you're the man, you know, and then you come in and I think Brandon last year got a little dose of like, there's there's some grown men out here that can play. Like he probably wouldn't have started again this year. And I'm sure that would, because Kama comes back, like Kama coming back, like yeah. I don't think he would have started. I think that was just, he got added to the super big lineup with him and Plavsic because of the injury. And I'm sure that's part of the conversation. Like there was no pathway to him playing immediately. I, you're right. And mm. I like him who um, is looking to stretch a little bit, is looking mm. at things. I think he sees himself in a different role. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, there is a spot for him here. Mm. And there is a path to start here. Yeah. Next to Sidney Curry. And mm. I, that's probably what you're going to see with with those two early reports of him have been very good. Yeah. Uh, Are you worried about the spacing between those two starting and playing a lot of minutes together? You know, not so much this season mm-hmm. because I think everybody this year is like kind of. Right now, we have not a nine guy roster, you know, mm-hmm. like we're and and or scholarship. I'm sorry, let me yeah, a nine scholarship. And uh, it may, you know, there's still the Amani Bates talk mm-hmm. uh, going on, so we'll see what happens with that. You, I mean, honestly, are they the favorites for Amani? They have been for a while yeah. up until the last week. It's like, oh, maybe there's some other things going on there. Uh, kids like him, you just don't know, you're, yeah. You, you're going to know when he shows up on a campus somewhere and you're going to say, oh, okay, we got him. Um, but that might I think, be Carnell Tate over here with Ohio State and Tennessee. Yeah, over the next I, days. I, it's just going to be, he's going to pop out and he might just say Notre Dame. I don't know. I, you're right. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, so I think fans are just in a holding pattern with that. Um, but no, I, you know, I don't think fans are as worried about that this year. I think if you look at it a couple years from now, maybe, but Kenny mm-hmm. has known to like two bigs. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a new brand, whereas we're coming off of Rick Patino was very much give me one shot blocker, give me a really good shot blocker underneath, and then I don't care what else I put out there, you know, outside of those four as far as bigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Mack was very much give me a big guy, put him underneath, we're going to four out this thing, you know, and that's how we're going to do. Kenny Payne is a little more, you know, give me a big and then give me a, a power forward that, could play the center as well. So mm-hmm. I don't interesting. That is more of a case study to us this year than I think an expectation with those two playing together. I'm interested because obviously BHH has got all the talent in the world, huge kid, like he's huge. Oh, yeah. Um, but 
the touch i don't know i have questions about the shooting touch i have questions i watched a lot of stuff inside where i'm like i just yeah i don't know we'll see we'll sure. we'll see and he has time to develop and i just think he's in a better situation now so for him yeah. personally sure i agree and like i said uh you know he's a tennessee kid he lo- you know they and, and the mom was clear about that like and mm. we love tennessee you know it's just it's one of those things he had a connection with kenny Payne um at kentucky yeah. You know, and a lot of people think he may, he may have ended up at Kentucky, you know, at Kenny Payne State at Kentucky. So, I mean, it would have been a, a battle there, obviously, between the two. But we're glad to have him and uh, need him underneath. Well, now that you, you mentioned BHH and Curry, I'm assuming those two are probably going to start. Like, you can go ahead and pencil those two in as two starters, most likely. You would think. Yeah. Okay. That's the growing kind of consensus. Yeah. So how do you feel about the rest of the lineup? Who do you think is the five man? Do you think you still have to figure out with Bates and that's going to kind of be a factor in how you fill out the rest of the lineup? But is there a five man lineup that you think Kenny Payne has right now that he would use the most? Um, I think there's a four for sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, the Bates will change some things. I think mm. it comes in. Uh, L Ellis is going to start at the point. Mm. Honestly, because right now, I mean, he's a guy people were excited about finishing the season last year, but also he's the only point guard. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those deals where you're like, yeah, he's the guy. Um, he'll start at the point guard. Kamari Lance, hmm. um, freshman, mm-hmm. really turning a lot of heads in individuals has been doing things. We talked to Sidney Curry on the air the other day. Uh, him and L. Ellis and both of them were like separately and both of them said, hey. Kamari Lance play. Like, hmm. He's a good kid. I mean, he's a top 40 kid, you know, uh, coming out of high school. He was committed to Syracuse for a while and then obviously committed to Louisville. Um, so a lot of people really like him. I think he's probably in that role right now with at the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Amani Bates not being here. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm going to operate like he's not. Uh, mm-hmm. If he does, I think he would slide in there. But if not, it's going to be interesting to see how Kenny Payne does that. Lowell's not going to be a great shooting team this year. Yeah. Um, so does he go for athlete? Does he take a guy like Jalen Withers and mm. move Jalen Withers up and let him play on the wing a little bit? Uh, does he take a guy like Mike James, who set out last year with an injury, who's a four-star mm. kid out of Orlando, um, and move him in there? I, I, I just don't know with that spot. Hmm. It's going to be more, how does he want to play, you know? Because J.J. Trainer can't play that spot. Rose Wheeler can't play that spot. Um, so I think that it's really between those guys of who, a, a, again, like I said, barring you landing somebody else, even if it wasn't Amani Bage, you know, if they were to get a shooter or something that, that would come in there, I think that's probably the four set in stone. Mm. The question is going to be who wins that fifth spot. Who else is in the portal that you, how many more portal ads do you think they make before the season starts? You know, I think that they would like to add two, yeah. but they're okay with rolling with what they have. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where Kenny Payne said the other day to season ticket holders, he said, look, I'm just not, especially in year one, he said, I'm just not going to add a guy to add a guy, hmm. you know, like, uh, there, there's really no sense in it. I mean, and I think he understands. It's kind of like he made the joke, you know. He said uh, Penny Hardaway called him, Mike Woodson called him. We're like, hey, let's set up a home and home, mm-hmm. and we're Maui this year, and the Maui's pretty tough this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think every team outside of Louisville is getting top twenty-five votes, and there's four of them are going to be in the top ten. And um, 
it, it was like he said he told him, you know, not this year. Like, yeah. I'm going to push that off. We're going to push that off because I don't know what how these kids are going to respond, and I'm not going to send them out to slaughter just to yeah. do it. Uh, because all these kids can come back. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So if I land a top class in 23, Louisville could be looking at another Chris Mack type scenario where, hey, year two, top 10 team, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, so it that, doesn't even really matter if you don't make the tournament this year. This is just kind of like a whole, like if you're banned from the tournament or anything like that, it doesn't, this is, it's a year, this is a year for it. Yeah, this would be the year for it. I mean, obviously, if he makes the tournament this year, it's something that makes you cringe as a fan. Especially, you know, with Louisville basketball, you're like, yeah. making the tournament would be a success this year. What do you think happens? Do you think they get the ban or do you think they are? I don't know. Else? You know, that that's the million dollar question, man. I mean, it, they are meeting in L.A. tomorrow hmm. for the weekend. Uh, okay. Saturday and Sunday, they're meeting in L.A. with the because we went the IRP route. Mm. Once that decision's down, we can't appeal that decision. So um, there's hope with it because of the NC state decision, because of uh, obviously, you know, NC state, there was no, they ended up not getting a ban. Uh, there's other conversations that the, the IRP and the NCAA have said they would like to punish the people involved a little more than the schools. But Louisville also has the, well, you were kind of on probation at the time. So, you know, there's always that caveat in the back of your mind. You're like, well, things are kind of setting up where they wouldn't give Louisville a ban, but does that trump everything? And do they hmm. say, well, but we kind of have to because I'll tell you, the attitude with Louisville fans right now on that is hmm. just let's get it over with. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, it's missing the tournament in 16, pulling ourselves out of the yeah. tournament. It, it was like, I'm going to throw up. It yeah, was, it was the worst. It's thing. not an Oklahoma State situation where you get Cade Cunningham for one year, and that's the year yeah. that you don't, you're not allowed to be in the tournament. Like that's just <laughs> crushing, right? And see, Louisville had just beaten UNC, number one team mm-hmm. in the country, you know, and then it was like the next day they're out. Yeah, and that felt like death to all of us, you know. Now, since then, it's kind of crazy. It's one of those stats that people that aren't around Louisville don't realize because I think Louisville's name—you just think Louisville basketball. Mm-hmm. It's 2015. That was the last time Louisville was in the second weekend of the tournament. Oh, wow. Since 2015, they've won one tournament game against Jacksonville State. Like, okay, for people outside of Louisville, you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Like, yes. Okay, for us, it's like, we've lived through this. You know, <laughs> we're like, God, I mean, March now, I mean, we've set out three marches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just different things. A, a tournament ban. We had COVID hit, you know, different stuff. And you're like, then we we missed with the NIT. Then we lost in the first round of Minnesota. We, we lost in the second round of Michigan. And it's just like Louisville fans are a little numb to it right now where they're like, you know what? If you're going to give us a ban, do it. Let's get it over with. We can sit one more year out to move on. Yeah. You know? so that it's just, It's a weird scenario. Uh, but there is hope that maybe, you know, maybe they're like, hey, Louisville, you know, you've been dealing with this for five years. Uh, I mean, four and a half now, you know, maybe there's a little time served, you know, so there you go. Um, we'll end on this. I'm OK oh. with BHH moving on. Hey, Tennessee guy here for it. What I'm not OK with, Stephen, is what y'all did, the tampering and the monstrosity that was Tion Evans moving yeah. on to Louisville, because 
Yes. That man was an absolute delight. Like I was already printing the baby Kamara t-shirts. I yeah. was ready for this. Like his, what he did against Mizzou is illegal in seven States. I mean, super, super talented back. And I was just all in. I was telling folks, I'm like, y'all, Tion Evans is like, this is happening. This Juco kid who came in, like, he's he's really, really good. He's going to be oh, just a dominant force. Um, and then he just disappears late in the season. And I'm not sure what happened there, but ultimately he's gone. And then he pops up at Louisville, and I was just, uh, I was devastated. I'm not going to lie, Stephen. It was it was brutal for me. Is he looking okay? Is, is my guy looking okay this summer? Yeah, I, I think he'll start. Uh, Great. Love yeah. it. Yeah, I think he's one. And actually, you know, Louisville's Louisville's running back room is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so what I kind of make that I say that so bluntly, but it's like mm. it's actually a compliment because I mean, yeah. Louisville probably is going to come into the season with the third best running back stable in the conference. You know, mm. so, like and for him, he come right in. And I know a couple football coaches kind of set off the record, but. They won't mind. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's what was, they were like, he was different. Yeah. They're like, when he walked in, you were like, this kid's different. And we mm -hmm. were workouts one day. And uh, I mean, just his thighs, <laughs> like how he worked out. You were like, yeah. it was almost, you know, it, not quite as big, mm -hmm. but it reminded me of when Michael Dyer. Yeah. And everybody was like, God, <laughs> mighty. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, it is insane. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of high hopes for Evan or, or Evans. And listen, Louisville cannot tamper. Mm -hmm. Scott Satterfield, after after when you call out Nick Saban for tampering, yeah. <laughs> like you, you better not be tampering. So it's uh, but people are excited about him, man. He he looks like a heck of a player, and uh, it's a year where satterfield has got to he's got to win he's got to win this year man it's it's but see the thing with that is like i just feel like it doesn't matter because like everything i've read it's just he's the south carolina thing i think pissed a lot of people off as you know and i think once you got on the chris mack role is what we call it now where it just like it seems like it's not the right culture fit and it just it's not going to end well justin fuente at virginia tech where it was just clear that good coach just not the right culture fit for that like satterfield can win eight games nine games this year and he's still just I don't I think it's a year to year thing with him. I don't think the fan base is going to be all the way unless he goes to a playoff. Like, that's probably it. It's like if he really fixes it and they're a playoff team or something yeah. or they win the ACC, sure. then it's like, all right, whatever. We're good with it and we'll move on. <laughs> but I just don't see a path to that right now. So I don't know. It's very no. weird. I just don't think he's there long term. No, I know. You know, he's got this big recruiting class in and to mm -hmm. your point locally. I mean, I mean, this class is insane. He's got the number yeah. one running back on the country in the country yeah. on campus this weekend, and like, you got a legit shot. Mm -hmm. And fans are still kind of yeah. like, "That's a bad sign." And it's well, not an indictment on him. He's a good yeah. coach. We'll see what he does this year. You know, kind of that that kind of deal. So, to your point, I don't disagree. I, I think that it's one where I've said it like this, and it's funny you use the reference mm. on the air many times. I'm like, it just feels like a marriage that's not going to work. Yeah. But we're trying to make it work, you know. Yeah. And he's trying, you're trying, but at the end of the day, it's like it's just we're not long term compatible, and that's that's okay. Like Satterfield will be fine wherever else he goes. Like after this, oh, sure. absolutely, he's a good coach. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, Stephen, what can the good folks check out from you and the team over there at ESPN Louisville this week? Oh man, listen, uh, this week obviously we're coming up on a huge. I mentioned it just a second ago, mm -hmm. a huge football recruiting weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, 
have our guy Pierce Clarkson, the quarterback committed. Uh, there, I think there's 13, 14 four-star players, two five-star players. Uh, and I know that, I mean, listen, they're pulling out Churchill Downs this weekend. Uh -oh. oh yeah, they're doing the, they're doing it up big for them. They're like, hey, listen, sweet night races. Uh, there, that's all eyes are kind of on that. And a little nugget: Pierce Clarkson, the quarterback commit, said probably a month and a half ago. He said, "Hey, that big recruiting weekend on the seventeenth of June." He said, "There's also going to be basketball commitment news," mm. and that's kind of been a conversation too. You know, hey, is something going to happen this weekend with basketball? So. The, the, right now, man, it is a hundred percent for this week alone. Uh, recruiting, 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 and um, are we going to get guards? That, <laughs> that's the two questions, you know. So that that's where we're at right now in Louisville, man. There you go, Stephen. This has been so much fun. I appreciate you making the time, man. We'll uh, have to check back in again soon. Please, anytime, man. I had a blast. All right, that'll do it with part three here on the Friday, June 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Nose Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed all three parts on uh, this edition of the pod. If you missed any of the earlier parts, guess what? You can check them all out on a podcast, Spotify, or you get your podcast every episode right there once you're subscribed. So make sure you go ahead and do that today if you've not already done so. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com, type in the Chase Nose Podcast, you'll find us there, or just youtube.com slash chase almost podcast make sure you like and subscribe all of our good video content over there email me chase almost podcast at gmail.com tweet at me at chase double underscore thomas like the facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer and then of course subscribe to the newsletter support renaissance man dot substack dot com that's me support renaissance man dot substack dot com uh, all kinds of more uh, content coming on the pod uh, over the weekend. Got another three-parter, looks like, going into tomorrow, and we'll see what the rest of the weekend holds. But as always, more and more uh, big stuff coming uh, along the pike here as we continue expanding and growing this this thing here at Blue Wire. So appreciate you guys sticking by it and uh, making the Chase and Most podcast part of your Friday listen. So greatly appreciate it, guys. Hope you uh, keep coming back and keep listening and all that good stuff because I greatly appreciate it and love doing it. So uh, that's it for the Friday edition of the Chase Most Podcast. Thank you as always, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.